0: Here we go, good morning, it's Monday morning and you are live on the Daily Huddle. Wherever you're watching from, whether you're here with us in the live studio audience on Zoom, you know, it's funny saying live on Zoom, (laughs) but here you are. Stacy, it's great to see you. Andrea, great to see you. Cece, welcome. And today's conversation is going to dig into mindset in a way that we haven't done it before. And to set the stage for that, I want to tell you about this international teacher. The international teacher asked this question, what's your opinion on food scarcity in other countries? There were four students that chimed in. The African student said, what's food? The European student said, what scarcity? The American student said, what are other countries? (laughs) And the Chinese student says, what's my own opinion?
1: The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle.
0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. You you heard the perspectives of these four students, right? I wanted to bring that in to start to deal with well, what's mindset? And you'll see that mindset actually is critical when it comes to my relationship with money and your relationship with money. And without diving too deep into it, you could hear from the perspective of the American student. Did you hear the mindset? From the perspective of the Chinese student, you could hear the mindset that was driving what he or she could hear or see in the questions that they ask. In the same way, my mindset with respect to money drives everything I can do with it, everything I can say about it, the way I relate to it. So this morning, we're going to look at two things. Am I relating to money as a resource Or am I relating to money as a tool? That's all we're going to do. Let's sink our teeth into this conversation. What is money to you? Is it a resource or a tool? Now, let's take a look at that. What is money to you? Is it a resource or a tool? Money to you and to me could be whatever you say it is, but let's, let's take a look. To, to look at the mindset this way, we must first make a distinction between a resource and a tool. Now picture a carpenter. The carpenter has nails, the carpenter is building the frame of a house, and the carpenter also has a hammer. Now, in the context of this carpenter, would you say the nail is a resource or a tool? Andrea, what do you think?
2: I, I think it's both. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for a larger discussion. But I think it's there both There you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's both. it, it could be both in the same way that money could be both a resource and a tool. But for the sake of this conversation, Let's play and say that the nail is a resource. Something to be used to achieve something like putting the frame together, right? And if we look at the nail as a resource, and by the way, the nail can be both, because you could use the nail as a pick if it's long enough and break ice with it. So it could be both. But at any one point in time, how I use the nail is being given to me by my relationship to the nail as a resource or a tool. So now let's say the nail is a resource. What are some things that I would say about nails when I'm relating to nails as a resource? What do you think? I could say things like, I don't have enough nails. I need to go get more nails.
3: Or if you have enough nails, you have a constant source of income.
0: Well, (laughs) let's not talk about income yet, because here's the deal, right? Stacey, stay right there. You're doing really great. Stay right there. When I'm relating to something as a resource, this is the opportunity for us to discover, what do I say about a resource? What do I say when my relationship to it is that it's a resource, something to be used? I will say things like, well, maybe I don't have enough. Maybe I need to get more. Take a look, Stacy. Tell me, what do you say when you're using something, your relationship, to something is it's a resource to be used. Mm -hmm. Stacy, are you there?
3: Oh, I am here. I am here, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought that was rhetorical, yes. No, 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 no,
0: this is not rhetorical. I really want you guys to get this. Now, everybody, it doesn't matter where you're watching, Mm -hmm. do this exercise. When my relationship to something is that it's a resource, What do I say about that thing?
3: I, you know, I have to be honest. I think I always think about it either in abundance or lack, not even abundance, because I, I never say, oh, I have enough money, (laughs) right? I have like, I have enough money, right? Um, That is, that is interesting. But I, I, I've said oftentimes I don't have enough. Right, mm-hmm. so I can imagine. So with the with the, the yeah. about nails, you never really you could always have more nails because you need <laughs> nails. Uh, no, but a, a, you know, stay right there. Stay money. right there. Right? Okay. I think when you-
0: I'm relating to nails as a resource, it's not like that's bad. Mm-hmm. When I'm relating to money as a resource, it's not that that's bad. It's that the relationship it gives me limits me from doing something else. So now let's take a look. I'm relating to nails as a resource. I'll say things like, well, go get me some nails.
1: I don't have enough nails.
0: Hang on one second, guys. Whining dogs happen when you're (laughs) life. <laughs> don't get me some nails. I don't have enough nails. Uh, what do you mean you used all the nails? Oh, what do you mean we needed 10,000 and not 5,000? So there is that thing about my relationship to nails as a resource that actually limits me. Now, we're not going to talk about what the limit is, and it's not that the limit is bad, but the limit is inherent in the relationship. Do you get that? Yes. So now let's take a look at the hammer. The hammer now is a tool, isn't it? What are you going to use the hammer to do in the context of being a carpenter?
3: drive nails into wood or other materials and build upon it.
0: Now, would you ever hear a carpenter say, I don't have enough hammer? Not if he's working by himself. (laughs) (laughs) You got that, right? So when I'm relating to something as a tool, It is there to be used for something. So the conversation I want to create in the context of money is that when I'm relating to money as a resource, I often can't see how I can use it as a tool. As a matter of fact, it's not there to be used as a tool. It's there to simply be used as a resource, something that can be exhausted, something that I have to go get something that I relate to in the world of I have it or I don't. So in the context of using, of my relationship with money, when I'm relating to it as a resource, there are some limitations. And one of the major limitations is when I'm relating to money as a resource, it keeps me from seeing how I can use it as a tool. Now I bring all that into play to say, neither is bad. And the people who build wealth and continue to expend their wealth, Andrea, I'm coming back to you. Yes, money can be both a resource and a tool. And often, when I'm anchored solely in my relationship to money as a resource, I fail to see where I can use it as a tool or how I can use it as a tool. The invitation this morning is to discover your relationship to money, maybe exclusively as a resource. And in a world where my relationship with money is exclusively as a resource, maybe I'm limited to being someone who works to get more money so I can have more of the resource I need to get the things I need to get in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people are really good at getting that resource. But guess what? When you're building a frame, Stacy, and you're a carpenter, by the time you're done, the supply of nails you had, what happened to it?
3: you could have exhausted them.
0: Yes, you use it all. That's the nature of the relationship to a resource. It's to be used. So at some point in time, you will exhaust it all. And boom, what do you What do you now have to do once you've exhausted the current resource? You have to go get more if you wanna build a new frame. So in that case, if we liken a nail as a resource to money, while the nail is useful as that resource to stick two pieces of wood together, the nail never creates another nail. And in the context of growing wealth, when money is used as a tool, it can multiply itself. And the mindset of someone who's building wealth is someone who's capable of seeing when and how I use money as a resource and how it limits me from seeing how I can use it as a tool to shifting whenever it's appropriate to say, I'm now going to use money as a tool. Now imagine in the world where money is a resource, that can be exhausted. That is scarce. Would I ever start using money as a tool, i.e., investing, if it's a resource and I say I don't have enough of it? What are your thoughts, Stacy?
3: This is a brilliant perspective. <laughs> this is a brilliant perspective. Now, 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 carry
0: this. You know, what it points to is this. One might say, I can only shift my mindset to money and my relationship to money as a tool when I have enough of it. When you're going back to the hammer, right? Is there such a thing as enough hammer or not enough hammer?
3: The hammer is all you need.
0: Exactly. There is a hammer. (laughs) Now imagine shifting our relationship to money, to that. There is money Mm -hmm. as a tool for me to use to build wealth and to take care of my business, meaning I use money as a resource, but it's a deliberate use of money as a resource, as opposed to a default relationship I have with money as a resource. So now money is a tool. Now the people who are wealthy and stay and grow their wealth, use money as that tool. And when you're using money as a tool, it doesn't matter how much of it you have. Now imagine this, an 18 year old who saves $10 a day by the age of 63, will be a millionaire. Discipline, time and compound interest makes a difference. But if, you, if my relationship to money is that it's a resource, guess what I have to say about what I just said? An 18 year old saves $10 a day and becomes a millionaire by the age of 63, well, not becomes a millionaire, accumulates a million dollars by the age of 63. If I'm relating to money as a resource and not a tool, what do I have to say about that? Or what can I say about that? Andrea, chime in.
2: I can say that they use the money as a means to as a resource to grow is kind of the energy cycle. So that young person, it's building that with not only the tools, but the resources to be that person they wanna be. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, shifting, it's it's a minor shift. Um, Yeah. It's a minor shift, but that minor shift puts us in a position where at any age, you are that 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard people say, well, gosh, you know, I'm behind the eight ball. It's way too late for me. I can't start building wealth. Mm-hmm. You've heard that? Yep. That comes from the world of my relationship to money is, a res- is as a resource. But guess what? I can be 18 years old. I can be 16. I can be 65. And when I've got a hammer and a nail, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to use that hammer and drive that nail in. And it's the
2: same thinking about that hammer being a tool that can build and destroy at the same time. So it's like thinking that two things have a money could be to build and also to be that tool specifically. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the conversation. We're, we're, I'm not going to expand it more, because if I expand it more, we'll get into the realm of trying to understand our own relationship to money, as opposed to discovering it in life for real. So uh, I, I want to do this little exercise with each of you. Take a look at your own life. And wherever you are, whether you're watching on Facebook or you're watching in the comfort of your own home in another country like Haiti, just take a look and ask yourself, where am I having a relationship with money as a resource? What do I say? What do I think? Just look for a moment and then chime in and share out loud, if you hear on Zoom with me, what you see from the perspective of looking at money as a resource. And again, we're not looking to change that relationship. We're looking to make it alive for you so that when you are using money as a resource and it's limiting you, you can catch it and shift as needed to using money as a tool. So, talk to me.
3: I definitely have to say that I am challenged. I will admit this. I will I will put myself out there. I will admit that I have thought of money. Yes, I understand that money is a tool. I've known that. But I still treat it like a resource. Yeah. Like I don't want to let it go. Like I don't. I don't want to let it go. I'm like I have it. It's in the bank. It's, it's there, you know. I want to. I want to treat it like that. But of course, I understand that scared money don't make money. And then we are building something, right? So that is how you can. Use yeah. The tool. Uh, you know. Thank, risk.
0: Thank you for going there, Stacy. Because in this conversation, my direct invitation to everyone is to don't. Don't get very intellectual about this and get to understand it and go, yeah, I really understand that money is a tool and not a resource or vice versa. No, it's to actually see it in your own life and get the impact. Mm -hmm. So that you have been relating to money and it's not bad, but primarily you said, I relate to money as a resource. What do you see has been the impact?
3: Ooh, you oh you, uh, you, you are challenging me on this day that I took off maybe I should have went to work <laughs> you know what but, but, been- you know
0: you know thank you for doing that work because <laughs> this is the work that everyone gets to do including me on a daily basis to create and sustain a powerful relationship with money right. So what do you see as the impact?
3: Yeah, you know, I'm going to, you know what, here's the thing. I'll be very honest. The impact has been minimal and I am, I look at, I look at the last few years. I'm like, I could have done so much more. I still have opportunity to do more, which is wonderful, but I've been so happy to have it as the resource that I did not really want to venture out and and use it as a tool because yeah. of the risk.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I got have to it. Be
3: honest, I have to be honest.
0: So the impact has been uh, and you know a- again one relationship isn't bad and the other one good. Mm-hmm. They kind of come up and arise together. Right. And when I'm exclusively in the world of money is a resource to be used that can be exhausted and I must hoard it, I don't get to use it as a tool. And that's the impact. Mm -hmm. That's the major impact. And the other impact is I don't experience myself as someone who is wealthy, And the wealthy I'm talking about has nothing to do with the amount of money I have. It is that space inside of which I live that's given to me by my primary relationship with money.
3: I've been trying to keep my my resource in mint condition. I'm trying to keep my hammer in mint condition. And a, ham- <laughs> a hammer should be beat up. right? A it hammer should be, should be used. driving nails, right? Used. I'm trying to keep my money in mint condition. And that is, I, I thank you so much for this. I get it. I get a it.
0: hammer should be driving nails. Now, uh, mark this day, right? Andrea and I started something at the beginning of uh, the series. Then Monica built on it, right? And this is your preparation to begin to think of money as that hammer. And in the months to come, we're going to be showing you and, and having conversations with you that have you take an action just like driving nails in with money. <laughs> right? Ronald, you had your hand up, brother.
1: Yeah, this is this is really interesting. I mean, the thing the thing that I get in this conversation is uh it the resource and the tool comes to you as a state of mind and it's sometimes when it's being used as a resource, you are you are in a different set of mind in each occasion, and I've seen where, um, in both situations, you really need to be aware of exactly um, your numbers. What's your numbers? What do you have? What do you truly have? And hey, not- hey, Ronald and not what you think you have because I think I, I, want, the- I want to interrupt okay. and here's why you're going
0: down a dangerous tunnel and that dangerous t- tunnel is the tunnel of understanding as opposed to really being with the assertion I'm making the assertion I'm making is that unless you're Warren Buffett and I'm not Warren Buffett so I'm including myself okay Okay. Unless you are Warren Buffett, your primary relationship to money has been as a resource. Take a look and see what the impact has been. I'm not asking you to understand okay. it. Okay. I'm Explain. asking you to take a real look. And that look will free you up to begin to relate to money as a hammer. Okay. And then yeah. the question, what does Warren Buffett or someone who is as wealthy as that do with that hammer?
1: you become, you begin to be interested in that. Okay, as a tool, as a tool, yeah, you you become interested as being an investor, most definitely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, as a tool you become to, but what I was going there is as a resource, it changes, and I've seen people change, personality change as a resource. When it's when it is a resource, I mean, like mm. if, if there there is now, extension extension of your your ego. Extension now talk about body. you, Ronald. Talk about oh, you. Yeah, I'm talking about me. I mean, it's like. But you're saying people. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, like like as a resource, I'm seeing myself like um, buying myself the be- the best whiskey I can drink. I'm buying myself the best whiskey I can drink. And that's that's perfect. And I feel good about it. Yeah. 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 Well, folks,
0: you know, just two words, right? Resource versus tool. We could go on forever exploring and peeling the onion to discover the impact of your relationship with money when... As Stacy pointed out, unbeknownst to you, you relate to it almost exclusively as a resource. And even when you use it, quote unquote, as a tool to invest, it's not so much using it from that mindset. You're, you may still be in the mindset of money as a resource and you're looking for a way to get more of it. The carpenter is never looking to get more hammers. She's is always driving nails in. That's our conversation for today, folks. <laughs> At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dobrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give up your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move, move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh, laugh out loud, from your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all, love with your words, your thoughts, and your actions. Empower them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on the Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time...